0: studio we have a door the puppy will not disturb us all right we're gonna do this at the top so don't forget you are listening to talk Cricket, the social justice and comedy podcast where two friends get drunk laugh cry and rage about an unspeakable subject my name is i i'm carrie
1: and i have to be much louder so hello hi
0: Because Kay is not of the theater like me, but that's okay.
1: Nah, but I'm trying. It's
0: okay. We gonna fix it.
1: I'm real fucked up. You need to talk
0: into the microphone directly. Move it so that it's in front of your face, like Like this. Yes, just like that. Yeah. (laughs) Don't make love to it. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Jesus.
1: Oh God, I'm real fucked up. I
0: have stories. I'm excited. Tell me your stories. stories. So, um. And then we have to talk about the act, because we need to talk about <gasps> yes, the act. Yes,
1: because we haven't gotten to yet. And, and we need to talk
0: about it, because the episode last night was real uncomfortable, and I'm upset, and we need to talk about it. So... Yeah, um, and,
1: and we need to talk about the Blanchard's... Blanchard... Bland, yep. Their view on it.
0: Okay, <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> I've been sick for the past month um, with a respiratory infection. Oh, you've had, like, your whole margarita. That's yeah. why. I thought you were just sipping on it. No. You're saving it. You need to get some water. (laughs) It's been a rough week. It has been a rough week for both of us. Um, But so I just dumped this on myself. Yep. Yep. My glass is too full. (laughs) I texted my friend last week, after last week's episode, when we were both super trash, and I texted her, and I was like, so I just got shit-faced and recorded an episode, soups professional! (laughs) She was like, yeah, that's awesome! (laughs) Shout out, Nicole, love you.
1: I heard you go, I just spilled margarita on myself, because I'm classy, and I just cracked up.
0: Because I'm classy as (laughs) fuck.
1: Oh, these are hitting the top.
0: All right, so... I've never. I don't think that's a phrase. Anyway, <laughs>
1: no, the 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 things and oh. audacity. Yeah, it's fine.
0: Um, so, um, I've been sick all week, and um, it's been with a respiratory infection. So I've been coughing, coughing so hard that like, uh, there's an equal and opposite reaction. Mm-hmm. Meaning that
1: oh, a little no. while ago,
0: well, not today, not a, a couple, a few weeks ago. I was home alone, and I coughed so hard that I peed myself. (laughs) Did it come out of your nose? (laughs) It almost did. I peed myself. Not, like, my whole bladder, but, like, enough that I had to change my pants.
1: Oh. And my underwear. That's awful. And then
0: I started my period. Oh. So the other day. Uh Uh-huh. I coughed so hard that my tampon flew out (gasps) and I peed myself. (laughs) And I peed myself at the same time. (laughs) Oh, no. no. Okay, well, so that was my one story. Um, Shit, I forgot. Where are my other stories? (laughs) There's another story. I wrote it down. Would you hate me if I ran and grabbed my notepad that I wrote everything down on? No, first? I would not. Okay. Oh, okay, yeah. What we were talking about before we started recording? Mm-hmm. Um, my soul died today. Why did your soul die? Um, because I had to make a shirt. I work at a screen plan- printing company, by the way. And if you guys haven't gathered it, haven't gathered yet, we're not big fans of Trump. Um, and It's nah. fine if you are. You are who you are, and you're entitled to your opinion. That's the part. It's what makes America amazing. That's what makes America great. Yes. Um, (laughs) Not (laughs) racism. Make America great again. Um, (laughs) When was it ever? I'm real fucked up. I'm so happy right now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. (gasps) I haven't had a day
0: off since last Wednesday. I know, girl. You've earned T- it. Today is Friday. You've earned it. So. You have earned it. Okay, so yeah. it was a shirt for this young Republicans group. Oh, gross. Um, nothing I against Republicans. My family's, are Re- my family's Republicans. They're I not the, bad people. Yeah. There are some that are extremists that are crazy, but there's mm-hmm. extremists in every group. Uh, I this, was a young this, Republican this once. This shirt, in particular, made you throw up. Made in me mouth? vomit in my mouth, swallow it, and then delete the file after I did the art request. <laughs> so um, I'm not going to name the county, obviously, but it's a shirt that says "Young Republicans" on the front. Uh-huh. And then it has a profile of the president
1: uh.
0: Uh, with a curly Q coming out of his head, like he's a fucking clown that he is. Like and he's a demon then there's this quote from him Oh no That might be inspiring to some But is worrying for a lot of people uh, And by people I mean women And people of color um, That says um, Sometimes by losing a battle You find a new way to win the war Donald Trump <sighs> I'm going to show you this picture now Oh no Of this shirt <laughs> And then I'm going to delete it off my phone Because I don't want it on my phone <laughs> <gasps> <laughs> yuck
1: gross
0: I, I'm not going to be able to post it on the, on the on our social media unfortunately so you guys can see it because it has the name of the county in it and I don't I'm want really someone mad. to re- yeah like I don't want I signed a non-disclosure agreement when I uh, started working for this company so like I can't post the design um, but it's real bad they sent this design to us we didn't design it so oh, I do have that to you know I do good. have that we just have to recreate it and print it. <laughs> and of yeah. course, because you live in
1: it, rural Kentucky. Just,
0: just have his stupid face on there. It's going to be unbelievable. It's going to be the most unbelievable shirt you've ever seen in your life. It's going to be huge. It's going to be huge. Big, huge. The biggest shirts you've huge ever seen. Order. Yeah, it's going to be a huge order. You, know, you don't even know. <laughs> it's going to be so unbelievable. You're not going to even be able to believe it. It'll it'll go with the wall so beautifully.
1: <laughs> oh God!
0: Did you did you hear <laughs> that? No, I didn't he's... hear anything. Okay, I don't oh. listen to things and I don't look at things. And we had a political debate in my house debate in my house the other night and I didn't have anything. oh and well, nothing in my in my wheelhouse or in my arsenal.
1: Well, he wanted to close off all like imports from Mexico. Why? because
0: of who he is as a person okay (laughs) i just trust you okay let's talk about the act the act yes so when this comes out there will be five episodes i believe of the act on hulu but right now there's only four when we're recording this um Mm -hmm. so i'm just gonna say this real quick i was uncomfortable yeah and that is nothing against bdsm you do you uh my My issue I'm i'm sorry Okay, can I just say something? Yeah, Yeah. and like it's nothing against BDSM as a whole.
1: We're about we're gonna be doing a BDSM episode soon, so we will both be more educated. I am
0: not like that is not it's it's not my thing. It's Kay's thing. More power to you, babe. (laughs) Uh, It's not my thing. Yeah, but I will say this: it might be my thing if it wasn't formal. What What do you mean by that? Like, as in, yes, sir what do you want me to do for you, sir? <laughs> Let's go to the party room, sir. If it wasn't all the time. Yeah. Like in that weird formal contract relationship, like in 50 shades and in this, where he was like, my dark side, might get angry at you. And I was like, yeah. okay, this is cheese ball city. Yeah. Like I would laugh so hard. Like if that was me, I'd just be like, really? Your well, dark side <laughs> would be mad at me. Fuck off. Like, I just can't, yeah. I get mad. I get mad. And that could be because maybe I just don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Like, Sometimes I feel like if I was into it, I would be, like, in the dominating part. And then mm-hmm. because I don't like it when a dude is in charge of the woman and she has to call him sir. But on the other hand, like, I have, like, kind of a dominant personality. Mm-hmm. But in the bedroom, I don't want to be in charge. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, the so, thing- like, it's, like, I just don't know. Yeah. But I also, like <laughs> And if it's, like, I'm more of, like, the first scene of Fifty Shades with, like, wine and the ice cube and the tie. Like, yeah. I'm down. Mm-hmm. When it's, like, in the moment, let's do this. Yeah. Not, like, oh, here's the playroom. Call me sir all the time. I might spank you if you sass me. Fuck off, dude. Well, like, that's just not my thing. <laughs> well, the thing with BDSM
1: is that both partners have consented to it. And, like, before you start an actual scene, like, the the title that you use for the other person is agreed upon. And, um... I think you don't that's
0: what was uncomfortable. Yeah. It kind of wasn't consensual. Yeah. He just like sent her those pictures. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah that was a problem.
0: I can't get that fucking but- picture out of my head, dude. Yeah. yeah. But- it's too much for me. And but- I've seen shit. Yeah. Like- <laughs> <laughs> but what
1: I kind of get from that is because like it showed you in the episode where her mom pretty much tied her up. But um you see there's a scene like there is a reason why the scene where her mom tried to tie her up happened before that happened right because in my personal experience and like what i've seen from other people that are in the community is that sometimes your trauma kind of becomes your king right and that's because that's a way to deal with it
0: uncomfortable yeah i've seen a lot of things like that where like if you've ever seen the movie um uh dangerous mind Yes. You should watch that. Have you seen yeah, it? I have. It's amazing. Keira yeah. Knightley. Um, no, Liam... wait a minute.
1: I'm thinking Beautiful Mind. I need to no. watch whatever it is you're you talking about. You should borrow
0: it. I have it. Okay. You're borrowing that next. Okay. It's amazing. You'll absolutely love it. It's right up your alley. It's one of those movies I watched and immediately bought the book and didn't read it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um just, Just like when I saw Girl Interrupted. (laughs) I immediately bought the book and didn't read it. It's on my bookshelf and I haven't read it still to this day. But I have it and Mm -hmm. it makes me look good. Anyway, (laughs) um, so in that one, her kind of abuse kind of becomes her thing too. Yeah. To get. Yeah. I get that. That's not what made me uncomfortable. It it was. She's so innocent. Mm Mm-hmm. Not that she's not an adult. She's fully an adult. That's fine. It just was a lot all at once. It was.
1: But at the same time, you have to remember that these episodes are two years apart. No, I
0: get that too. Yeah. I get that too. Um, I get that she's discovering her body. That's fine. Yeah. I think it was also because... And this is also, it shouldn't surprise me because like all the serial killers are on Plenty of Fish, uh-huh. but they're not going to sponsor us, but, which I thought was really funny. They, ch- they, they called it like FreeChristianDating.com or something yes. like that. And I was like, it's Plenty of Fish. Yeah. Um, I looked at Josh, and I was like, by the way, it's Plenty of Fish. And he was like, oh really? And I was like, yeah. She yeah. fully met him on, him on Plenty of Fish. Yeah. Um, Which is weird because he's not an adult either. No. Like they're both teenagers. And I think he's on the spectrum. Oh, um, he is. For sure. 100%. Like, he does not have multiple personalities. He is on the spectrum mm-hmm. and just kind of odd. Yeah. Um, which is fine. Some of my favorite people are on the spectrum. Yeah. It was uncomfortable. I get that she's older. Like, it's mm-hmm. not even that. Like, it was un- It was just so uncomfortable. Yeah. It I'm was having, because they didn't I'm build. I'm having trouble figuring out, like, pinpointing it. Yeah. It,
1: well, they All of didn't. It, the
0: whole episode, not even just that part where, like, that girl had a candle in her vagina in that picture he sent her. Yeah. Which was too much. Yeah. Dick pics should never happen, by the way. Yeah, ever. seriously. Um, but <laughs> I, I think. I remember the first time. You texted me and said, I'm fully gay. Someone sent me a dick pic and did nothing for me. And I was like, babe, that doesn't do anything for anyone. I don't know why. I don't know why people send dick pics. Maybe gay men. But yeah. <laughs> like, I've, it's never done anything for me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, I think part of the problem is one, they didn't give the relationship enough time to develop. And I think it's because they had to do it fast because they only got eight, eight episodes. That's true. Um,
0: I think it's also because of Dee Dee.
1: Yeah, Dee Dee was
0: too horrific. Much she was line. horrific
1: in this episode, like, like going the part- to
0: Lacy and saying all that stuff. Just because yeah. she's she always she keeps doing these to try and alienate the two of them. Yes. And I got really upset when she was on the phone with their de- with with Gypsy's dad. Yes. He is a beautiful man, a beautiful soul.
1: Rod a is good amazing. Man,
0: yeah, and his wife is too. Mm-hmm. And. It's, it upsets me so much when she just deflects all of that, especially the episode, the Comic-Con episode. Yes. Oh, my God.
1: Oh. Where,
0: I'm sorry, Gypsy is amazing.
1: Yes, she's a total badass. She's such
0: a badass. I love she her. She just goes for it. Even though she is manipulative, she's being kind of manipulative, but she's mm-hmm. trying to escape. Yeah. She, and she's all she's been exposed to is princess stuff, so she thinks yeah. she needs someone to rescue her. hmm Is what's really upsetting.
1: Well, I really loved the part in this past episode where she, where she woke up and her mom was destroying the computer and she was like, I'll just get another one.
0: I'll just get another one. Yes. <laughs> so I was like, yes, queen. Yes. Get it. Stand up out of your wheelchair and punch her in the face. Yeah. She kept using, oh my God, I, I felt sick to my stomach yeah. when she was signing the power of attorney stuff. Yeah. Oh my God. God bless that lawyer.
1: Yeah, that lawyer knew something was up. For she was like, to What her the guns fuck? And being
0: like, Your daughter is competent. Yeah. Sorry about it. Mm mm-hmm. hmm. And I. also one of my favorite actresses from Grey's Anatomy.
1: Dee <laughs> Dee's manipulation was like top notch in this episode it because such, it was.
0: I know it's a good episode when my husband looks at me and says, I hate this show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, the part where she was like. Well, they'll hold you accountable for all the things we've stolen. Yes. I was like, fault. fuck you.
0: Because she doesn't know any better.
1: Yeah. It's so
0: upsetting. Yeah. And, and, I, and it's almost like Stockholm syndrome. Her making yeah. her take care of her now. Yeah. And I was like, just give her a bunch of sugar. Yeah. Find a way to give her a bunch of sugar.
1: Yeah. I, I told they my also, mom, I was I th- like. I'm
0: sorry. Is this wrong? I don't feel like they made her fat enough to have type 2 diabetes. No. Well, I mean. Dee, Dee Blanchard was fucking huge. She was in real life.
1: She was, but I mean, you don't want to put Patricia Patricia Arquette. You don't want to
0: cover bury her in a fat suit. Yeah, I love that she's doing a great job. She is making me hate her.
1: Yeah, and, and when she was like,
0: "Please Who don't is leave gypsy me, baby," is I'll nailing it too. Yes, well, the
1: part where she was like. Baby, please don't leave me. I'll never do that again. I was like, oh god. That is classic
0: abusive behavior. Yeah,
1: that is that is one hundred percent Stockholm be-
0: abusive behavior and um. Almost like addict behavior too. Yeah. Of like, no, nah, just give me one more hit, I'll never do it again and you know.
1: I have to get better. Get let before, me get well. Yeah.
0: <laughs> before yeah. Haunting
1: of Hill House. Oh my god, I wanna um, watch
0: that again so bad. Let's yeah. watch that tonight and Yeah, we need
1: um but I do wanna add one thing about the act that has kind of pissed me off. Um I'm in a group um on Facebook that gypsy stepmother runs and her mother or her stepmother is really mad because they're the person who created the act has blocked her from all social media um won't oh, no. return her letters yeah like they're supposed to be getting one they're supposed to be getting royalties from the show and they're not <gasps> oh no yeah two um it, oh that's bad yeah two they're kind of twisting the story in ways that they weren't supposed to like what um I, I don't know like she hasn't been like she hasn't been specific yeah no but like they've got they've got a director that they're talking to that has the full lifetime rights to the story and she's going to be putting out another story and like gypsy's not really cool with how the act is portraying things either but i mean like, I I like that they're saying, you know, even though this is based on real events. Things were fictionalized. Yeah, things are fictionalized. That's how they're covering their ass. Yeah, that is how they're covering their ass. And I, like, I don't like that it's so shady, but it's.
0: That really upsets me. It, it does. I've, like, recommended this show to people at work.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I know. You respect
0: my opinion. And in I, my recommendation yeah.
1: and I like the show a lot I just really don't like how that is being handled
0: I want to know what well, well she was talking I want to know what's being changed because there's so much that's documented in this yeah. case everything's documented because she communi- mm-hmm. Gypsy communicated with so many people online and through yeah. texts mm-hmm. and her mom kept extensive records of so many things like yeah it's the most well documented case of Munchausen's by proxy on the fucking planet yes what needs to be embellished
1: yeah, seriously. I'm sorry.
0: Hang on a second. How much did you love the fake Twilight movie?
1: <laughs> I was like, that is not Twilight.
0: <laughs> Me too. I was like, oh, that's not Twilight. Mom, we couldn't afford the rights to Twilight. Mom. Like, and Josh was just like, shut the fuck up. I'm, you know it's funny because really I'm actually
1: talking about Twilight yeah, today. Yeah, you
0: know what's really funny is what? that the guy uh one of my coworkers, who's uh watching it with his wife as well and we've been exchanging opinions like yeah l- for the past month about it yeah his wife said the same thing because <laughs> and i was like it's th- just solidified that we need a double date because his yeah. wife and me are like the same person but Aww. like we <laughs> she was like yeah jordan said the same thing she was like that is not twilight Bye. <laughs> Even the little peek when she peeked through her fingers, I was like, That is not that movie. That yeah, no movie Twilight. <laughs> no.
1: But I understand why they did that though, because it is so focused on Gypsy finally having like Gypsy being like a, able to have sex, being able to have control awakening, over awakening. Yeah. yeah. Being able to have control over her body finally. And I think that they they are doing <sighs> such a beautiful job with the story. They really but we, are but we do have to remember yeah. that a real marriage is yeah, a and two, a real marriage is being put through this. It is real people. Gypsy is still a real person. She is. She's hearing about it while she's in prison. One, she's doing amazing in prison. we can't blame the actors. Yeah. That's no, we cannot blame thing. the actors. It's not the
0: actors' fault. They're doing the best with the script that they're given. And they're doing a beautiful job. Yes, they Those are. Those actresses are fucking killing it.
1: Yes. and I, it And I think they're like, doing... It
0: feels like Stockholm Syndrome to me. Yeah. So much more than anything yes the more I watch it and um god I just I I feel for I'm just I'm understanding so much more mm -hmm. of her perspective whether some of it's dramatized or not like I'm understanding the fear it they're really showing the fear of why she didn't go to somebody why she didn't say something to a doctor when her mom was not in the room yeah why she didn't just get up and leave when her mom was taking a nap you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. people are like, "Well, why didn't she just go? Why didn't she tell someone? She couldn't. Why didn't she make it. Why didn't she make a phone call? Because yeah. she fucking couldn't. You guys like abusive relationships like that are so much more complicated than that. Yeah, it's so much deeper. Emotions are so much more complicated than that. There's nothing. It's not black and white. It's not as simple as that. And they're really doing a beautiful job of showing that at least. Mm -hmm. And they're really showing what a fucking badass she is. Yes. I really...
1: I really love that.
0: And like, Gypsy is is a hero. mm -hmm. In my opinion, I had to cut... We've had a small conversation about this at the beginning of the last episode. And Mm -hmm. I had to cut it out because we were like not both talking about it in the mic. But (laughs) like... (laughs) She is a hero. This is one of my favorite true crime stories because she is such a survivor and it's inspiring. Yes. It's inspiring. At least if it honestly, and I hate to say this because it should be accurate because nothing should need embellishing.
1: The truth is stranger
0: than fiction most of the time. Yeah. But if it helps somebody, if somebody sees it and says, yes, I can overcome this, I can escape my situation if Gypsy got through it, I can get through anything. Yeah. Then
1: they've done their job. And that's exactly what Gypsy wants. Exactly. Like, she, she's even said like she wants to, when she gets out of prison, she wants to get a job in a field where she's helping yes. people.
0: And I'll fucking and, hire her. Yeah. She can be on our podcast with us. Yes. Like, <laughs> we'll be best friends forever. Cause she's awesome.
1: Yeah. I can't- and I mean, I, um, having grown nailed that voice oh yes
0: having nailed it
1: yeah having grown up in an abusive household myself and like still having love for some of the people that did that treated me so horribly like it's it is just really inspiring to see like the way that she dealt with those emotions and um how she's living now and like the, the only reason she is in prison is because she feels like she needs to be punished. Yeah. And that is so sad to me.
0: It's so sad. And uh, and Noble at the same time. And yeah. Because so many people in prison don't think they need to be there. And some of them don't, to be honest with you. If we're talking mm-hmm. about, like, drug charges. But um, anyway. <laughs> um, I put my finger up and I forgot. Oh. Because so many of us, we only see... This is such a different kind of abuse. Yeah. Than what we see usually. And we're going to do a whole episode about Munchausen's. Oh, yes. Because it's such a fascinating disorder. It's so rare and nobody's talking about it. And it's just so different. And um, what we what we all see is when a parent abuses us by like beating us and then we leave. Mm-hmm. That's like all we see. Or if someone's married to someone who's hurting them. That's pretty much all we see, or or boyfriend and girlfriend, or girlfriend girlfriend, whatever, like in mm-hmm. a relationship with someone romantically who's hurting them. Yeah, we don't see it when it's this kind, when mm-hmm. it's subtle and insidious, and manipulative, and yeah, and, and this is like so much worse, almost yeah. to me, because it's in her head, and she believed it for so long, mm-hmm.
1: and Dee Dee fucking, fucking knew better, and you can see it in
0: everything. Especially in the Comic-Con episode where that guy, yeah. that conversation with the guy from Breaking Bad, who uh-huh. is also Wolverine, who's talking to Didi. Yeah. He comes up to her and talks to her, and there is a fucking cement wall behind her eyes. And mm-hmm. kudos to, to Patty Arquette. She is killing it. Yeah. She did such a good job portraying it, it. That wall went up behind her eyes. All she would do was deflect, 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 and then she wouldn't wipe that makeup off so nobody would notice her anymore. Yeah. She, is doing brilliantly
1: well in the end of that episode where
0: oh my god fuck her yeah she, by the way she's 14 oh undid did well, everything gypsy did of i'm not a baby yeah <gasps> it just makes me so mad this is well, not when what we're talking was- about for this episode i'm so sorry but anyway well, it's
1: okay <laughs> let me finish real quick yes, and then we finish. can move on um well when she like Gypsy was getting out of the car and she made her get back in the window. <gasps> that's when I and saw like Pull that
0: wig off. And just yeah. that shock in her eyes. Yeah. Well, oh, she's when doing you such look a at good job acting yeah. it, like I just, I can't, it's like when you see how sausage is made, I'm such a yeah. theater person that I'm so appreciative of, of the performance. Yeah. Like I just, that's what I see. And I'm just like, God, that was beautiful. Yeah. Well, on when her, Patty Gypsy's face, yeah, just, and that like stripped down of like oh, this is what we're doing again.
1: Yeah, well, when oh, she God. makes her like do her wheelchair by herself like up the ramp, and then and like and you can see it in her face that she knows I'm what she's do doing it, is wrong. I'm
0: do it. I'm gonna do it myself. I don't need you. Yeah, and well, then she gets tired. Yeah she doesn't have to be in a wheelchair. And people with wheelcha- who have to be in wheelchairs mm-hmm. are, like, ripped up top and can yeah. do it themselves is the thing. Yeah. Her mom makes her depend on her. Yeah. Which is the reoccurring theme. mm mm-hmm. And you just see that defeat.
1: Yeah. And, like, I can't blame her for anything that I can't she blame did. blame her either.
0: The only thing getting me through the, the series is because I know what happens. Yeah. And thankfully, they flash back and forth to it mm-hmm. because... You can't get through it without knowing that that bitch dies. Yeah. <laughs> <That> fucking F-U-C-K-E-N. <laughs> that fucking bitch is dead.
1: <laughs> the uh, bitch is dead. And again, we don't condone murder. <laughs> no. But, but that's the
0: only way she could have gotten out of it. Yeah. It, I mean, she did. Because she tried to run psychosis. away. Yeah. There's no way she could have gotten out of it.
1: No. She tried to run away. Lawyers tried to help her. A doctor tried to help her. She could not. She could not. She couldn't do it herself.
0: Every time it happens, every time something like that happens, I'm just like, oh, my poor baby. I love you. Not to call her a baby because she's a baby, but like in an affectionate way of like, oh my God. Yeah. My fellow woman. I reach out to you. Kind of way. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Like when
1: I call my girlfriend, honey, like it's uh, it's like like that.
0: Yeah. Anyway. So we are talking about Necrophilia. necrophilia today <laughs> so we are not talking about munchausen's we're going to do a whole episode on that later that was just a little tie-in because everyone's talking about the actor right now and it's amazing but we're yes. going to talk about necrophilia today so mm-hmm. um to be clear we are talking about just like the traditional type of necrophilia today there are so many other types mm-hmm. so many other classifications that i'm not going to get into in my section at all because i'm just going to tease you guys today with it <laughs> but i'm believe there's like 10 different classifications so we can yes. split this into 10 different episodes and i'm really excited about it so today we're talking about true necrophiles so that's just in the traditional sense so by definition necrophilia also known as necrophilism mm-hmm. necrolagnia ooh, ooh. Necrocoi- necrocoitus which i think is my favorite
1: that is, that's a good word. <laughs>
0: because it has coitus in it. <laughs> I'm a big fan of coitus. <laughs> I think everybody's a big I fan mean, of I mean, like, coitus. it's the best, no yeah. matter who you have coitus with. <laughs> well, anyway, I'm going to cut that. <laughs> I almost contradicted myself and said, I mean, unless they, like, don't prioritize your pleasure. But anyway. Um, <laughs> like a
1: dead person, how dare they? <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> um neck. <laughs> i don't know how to say this word can i see it necroclesis <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what necroclesis. that means fanatophilia <laughs> it sounds like having sex with thanis dead corpse but anyway mm-hmm. um is sexual attraction or sex or a sexual act involving corpses mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily mean having sex with the corpse it means you're a aroused by things that happen about corpses yeah or masturbating on a dead corpse or, or pulling a tampon out of a dead corpse which was one of the most depressing things i've ever heard in my life
1: where did you hear that on and who can and crime i in the necrophilia oh. episode
0: and they were all like i could die with a tampon in and that's so depressing <gasps> <laughs> and then we were all, they were all like But hopefully we'll be way beyond tampons by the time we die. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. We won't be bleeding anymore. Hopefully. (laughs) That's the dream. Um, (laughs) No more periods when we die. Yes. Um, It is classified as a paraphilia by something that is an acronym. ICD-10? icd (gasps) Published by WHO? WHO? And the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual. Okay, so okay this is within the definition from our friend wikipedia so i got uh my information from our good friend wikipedia that who i have donated to so fuck off um (laughs) and a blog which is really cool that i'll talk about in a minute and of course psychology today which is oh yes awesome except for the baby snatcher episode that we did well not baby snatcher fetal abduction episode that we did yeah because we're so
1: fancy and we pour margaritas on ourselves hey (laughs) back off
0: i'm just joking (laughs) yeah i love you the best jokes need the qualifier of just joking (laughs) (laughs) okay so A couple people named Rosman and Resnick from 1989 reviewed information for 34 cases of necrophilia describing the individual's motivations of their behaviors. These individuals reported the desire to possess a non-resisting and non-rejecting partner. 68%. (gasps) Is that number?
1: Oh, Uh, yikes.
0: Another stat was reunions with a romantic partner, 21%.
1: That's, like, that one story that all English majors read, I'm pretty sure, Um, of the woman who, like, oh, my God, now I'm not going to remember any of it.
0: What, were, what are you talking about?
1: I read this in one of my English classes when I was yeah. in college, and this woman, like, used to be this big part of the community, and, like, this guy... um was this big partier and he um didn't really want to settle down but she wanted to marry him and they were engaged and then all of a sudden he just disappeared. And like years and years and years and years that and years like later. Psycho. Yeah. Well years and years and years and years and years later she died and like they found his rotting corpse on her bed and she had been sleeping Yeah, she had been sleeping next to him it's all just- those years. And like she closed her house off even though like people used to come and like take painting classes in her house. It was weird
0: that story is either i know what you're talking about yeah oh we'll have to look that up if you know please let us know (laughs) kelly that's a specific shout out to you anyway (laughs) um because i know you know (laughs) um that's also psycho where he keeps his mom in the attic or um there's actually a real life story about that guy who mummified his fiance. Yeah. Even though the whole time she didn't even love him. Yeah. <laughs> the whole time. I talk she about like, that a teeny bit. Yeah. She was like, no thanks. And he like was like, killed but her. But I saw <laughs> you in a dream. <gasps>
1: oh yes. No, this is a totally different guy than that I'm talking guy. about. You, but yeah.
0: There's more? Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> okay. So there's that. Uh da, 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 da. Oh, and then, um, Just regular sexual attraction to corpses is 15%, which is what we're talking about today. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. yes. That's my Crypt (laughs) Keeper voice. Welcome to my Um, (laughs) live. Comforting or overcoming feelings of isolation is 15%. Or seeking self-esteem by expressing power or, over a homicide victim. So that's homicidal necrophilia like Ted Bundy and Ugh. people like that. Yeah, yeah, yikes. Uh, Dahmer, I believe, is another one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. That's 12%. So that's the tiny, tiny part. But they're obviously the most creepy and intriguing. And yeah. watch that Netflix special on Ted Bundy because it is marvelous. And <gasps> I am so excited to the Zac Efron movie. The and friend movie is coming out on Netflix, so we don't have to go to the theater. I'm so excited! Oh my god! <laughs> we don't
1: have to pay
0: a good money to, to pay, go see it, and I don't have to drive two hours that night. Yeah. You're going to come and stay the night that night. Oh yes. Yeah. That's already been decided. Yep, that's done. <laughs> done. Whether anybody else comes, I don't give a shit. I We're took off watch work it together.
1: <laughs> I took off work that night and the next morning. Oh my so. god! I'm so
0: happy! Yay! Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> okay, so although there are roughly 10 different classifications of necrophiliacs, we are focusing on the classic, which is the exclusive necrophiliacs. Yes. Sorry if my cryptkeeper voice offends or upsets anyone <laughs> or uh, enrages anyone, but this is the voice I'm using for this episode. <laughs> it's so quiet. I really feel like I need a lamp. Yes, like you a do. lantern and a hood.
1: <laughs> this room needs to be dark and, I and I need you to need shave, to have a gas
0: lantern. <laughs> and I need to shave my eyebrows off and just be like, <laughs> welcome to my lair. Yes. <laughs> 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 oh my God. Oh. Uh, anyway. <laughs> exclusive necrophiliacs are people who have an exclusive interest in sex with the dead and cannot perform at all for a living partner. Mm-hmm. Only fucking them dead, people. (laughs) So, necrophilia is often assumed to be rare, but no data exists for its prevalence in the general population, which is really unsettling. Yeah. And I can't wait for my ending, because it will send shivers up everyone's spines. I'm so, so happy about it. (laughs) I just hiked up, I'm so sorry. Tequila is a serious... Alcoholic beverage. Anyway, mm-hmm. so some necrophiliacs only fantasize about the act without carrying it out. Um, in 1958, I don't know who these people are, but they did it. Uh, Claff and <laughs> Brown, who the fu- whoever they are, I'm sure they're very prestigious in their fields. <laughs> and I didn't Google it. Fair enough. Because I don't care. Um, <laughs> they commented that, although rarely described... Necrophiliac fantasies may occur more often than is generally supposed.
1: <gasps> yeah, because it's really taboo and no one wants to talk about sex lives, much less what they fantasize about when they masturbate. Bum, bum, bum. And I'm sorry,
0: <laughs> you should be ashamed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying.
1: I mean, leave the dead alone.
0: Just leave them alone. <laughs> Let them be them. <laughs> Let them be dead. Leave them be. They are who they are. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, These Roman and Resnick guys are back. Uh, They reviewed 122 cases of necrophilia. The sample was divided into genuine necrophiles who had a persistent attraction to corpses and pseudo-necrophiles who acted out of opportunity, sadism, and transient interest. So like the guy who shot a horse and fucked it. Yeah. The guy who shot a deer and fucked it, which is the same guy yeah from wisconsin by the way <laughs> look him up <laughs> free him <laughs> look him up don't free him he's a fucking nut. Non- he's a yeah, fucking he nightmare
1: <laughs> but uh, that's but apparently a hashtag look him for up. him <laughs> look
0: him up the dear fucker of wisconsin he's a real person um
1: <laughs> thanks to the girls that Wine and Crime. there's
0: also uh like ed kemper i feel like was kind of an opportunistic necrophile yeah because I think he fantasized about raping and then killing and then tur- it turned into killing and then raping yeah. kind of thing. Uh, there, there's a lot of different ways for it. Uh, this is a very common serial killer thing. It's all about domination and things like that. So um, the sample was divided into general necrophile, genuine necrophiles. So that's a different classification, which is what we're talking about tonight. And then mm-hmm. the people who are persistent, who had a persistent attractive, no. Yeah who had a persistent attraction to corpses, pseudo-necrophiles, actually have opportunity, blah, 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 blah. So of the total, <laughs> who's surprised? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. What percentage do you think were male as opposed to female?
1: 93%.
0: Oh, you're so close. 92% were <gasps> oh, male. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, 92% were male. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 8% were female, which hmm. seems... I would have thought it was like 100 yeah (laughs) to be honest with you (laughs) but whatever just
1: because of that like toxic masculine viewpoint of having to have control over everything and like yeah but i mean i get it because i mean i have
0: toxic control over a lot of things just not yeah well i don't know maybe my sex life but not like a hundred percent over my husband's body yeah like i'd want him to like give back
1: yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah.
0: Anyway, um so there's a thing I'm going to get into in a second, but just can't mm-hmm. I can't get past with this condition. But oh, okay. No. So um so 57% of the genuine necker files. So this is the uh so remember we divided the sample into genuine necrophiles and then like everything else yeah so 57 percent of the genuine necrophiles like of that group Mm -hmm. had occupational access to corpses that doesn't surprise me so morgue attendant hospital orderly cemetery employee those are like the most common ones you do what you love (laughs) Uh,
1: that was good you're welcome. Very
0: nice. Very <laughs> nice. Uh, so the researchers theorized that either the following situation, either wait, either of the following situations, could be antecedents to necrophilia. So, um, the necrophile develops poor self perhaps due in part to significant loss, mm-hmm. that kind of thing, uh, or maybe
1: being afraid of rejection. That's one thing. That that's I saw what a I was lot. about to say. Yeah.
0: I was about to say for real. So a. They are fearful of rejection by others and they desire a sexual partner who's incapable of rejecting them. That sounds a whole lot like rape. Oh, it is because, like, they're not giving consent because they're fucking dead. Their yeah. soul has moved on if you believe in the soul. Yeah. Uh, B. They are fearful of the dead and transform their fear by means of reaction formation into desire.
1: Yeah, kind of like what we saw in this last episode where Gypsy was tied up by her mother and then was having sex and being tied up. Yeah, kind of where your Absolutely. trauma becomes your kink.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, okay, so another one is um, they develop an exciting fantasy of sex with a corpse, sometimes after exposure to a corpse. See, I, like, I guess what, it's just what because, it be because it's like not... To, what would it be like to put my dick in there? mm <clears throat>
1: Yeah, I don't know about all that. (laughs) I don't either,
0: because I don't have a dick. Yeah. Here we go. Authors reported that of their sample of genuine necrophiliacs, 68% were motivated by a desire for a non-resisting partner, 21% by a want of reunion with a lost partner. That I could kind of get. I understand a little bit more. Yeah. Not that I would ever do it. No. That's almost... And this isn't necessarily just sex with. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's eating their ashes. Do you ever see My Strange that- Addiction? Yes. Yes. That chick who was eating the, her husband's ashes? Yeah,
1: and her doctor told her she was going to fucking die.
0: Yes. Yeah. That's necrophilia. Yeah. Uh, yuck. Mm-hmm. Uh... Fifteen percent by sexual attraction to dead people. Fifteen percent by a desire to comfort or to overcome feelings of isolation. And twelve percent by a desire to remedy low self-esteem by expression power over a corpse. Uh, Which is not a thing that I can identify with because...
1: That is called cowardice is what that's called. Yeah,
0: it's called being a spineless... Piece of shit. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> not in kink shame, anybody, but kink shaming is my kink shame. Is <laughs> my kink. Anyway. Or kink shaming is said. my kink. Kink shaming is my kink. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so IQ data was limited, but not abnormally low. So about half of the sample had a personality disorder and 11% of true nec- necrophiliacs were actually psychotic. That doesn't surprise me. It's going to send shivers down your spine. I'm telling you. I can't wait till my closing. (laughs) It's so scary. Uh, So these people were back. Rosman and Resnick concluded that their data challenged the conventional view of necrophiliacs as generally psychotic, mentally deficient, or unable to obtain a consenting partner, which is really fucking scary if you think about it. Yeah. Because they could be sitting next to you. Yikes. On the subway. On the subway?
1: On the bus. Yeah.
0: In the grocery store looking at melons. When you Buying. sit on the
1: subway, my mind went straight to an actual, like, subway restaurant.
0: Because <laughs> we don't have public transportation. Because <laughs> we live in the armpit of America. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, okay. So, um. But even so. Dead bodies are fucking gross. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. like let's yeah. be real. <laughs> they're icky it's fucking gross so as a body breaks down you essentially are turning into goo you're just turning a bare
1: fucking vagina on a pile of goo yes
0: yes (laughs) Yes! yeah you're sitting in a pile of goo you're the pile of goo your your stomach gases are seeking out you're digesting yourself if there are not decayers present as in maggots worms Uh, yeah, things of that nature the super sexy nature Um, (laughs) so I can't even stand the smell of leftovers that have been in my fridge for too long yeah so I found something interesting
1: oh oh no
0: about how that contributes to the fascinating nature of necrophilia I did
1: too I think we found the same thing I'm
0: so happy okay so should we call it a fetish
1: I would call it a fetish. <laughs> I would call
0: it a fetish. Because in an article by Jack Piment, M-A-M-S. Uh, M-A-M-S? Made, yeah, M-A-M-S. <laughs> I don't know what those stand for, but they're acronyms <laughs> that he paid for. Yeah. So we're going to acknowledge his acronyms. <laughs> so he makes some interesting connections with regards to the disgusting smell of dead fucking bodies. Because that's what I can't get past. Like, yeah, it no. is a rotting thing. Yeah, that you are fucking. It has no soul. It yeah. has nothing. It is
1: a. It is a shell. That story that I talked about earlier, people were getting mad at her because her house smelled so bad. But like, she was a pillar in the community, so like, they would just go around her house with like lime, right? And yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, just
0: the smell alone. How can you? You no i'm saying hang on i need to tighten this yeah. hang on like how it makes me throw
1: up like s- leftovers in my fridge yeah that have like, gone bad. And, like
0: you've smelled my house before where i've come in and be like what is that smell and you're like it smells like rotting chicken and i'm like oh it's that shit that i forgot i was defrosting yeah and then thrown it away and we're good yeah like i'm super sensitive to smell because i'm allergic to perfumes mm-hmm. so everything i use is unscented and anything anybody that like fucking at work people go in the bathroom and spray themselves in perfume and I'm like who are you fucking trying to impress yeah everyone out here is a crack whore
1: like, what is happening <laughs> everyone out here is a crack
0: whore <laughs> Like, what are you doing like and it makes me want to put another note that's misspelled on the door of the bathroom <laughs> the HR girl spelled spelled the word knock wrong it's fine it's fine it smells cock with a K <laughs> 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 um, oh God. it's the best thing ever i should take a picture of it and to you, you should um but I, it makes me want to it makes me want to put another note up there that says hey some people are allergic to perfume don't smell your, don't spray your perfume in the bathroom where we all have to be in yeah spray it out go outside the door is right there yeah literally right there spray yourself a cloud and walk through it or whatever mm-hmm. and then go whore it up
1: yeah, <laughs>
0: you smell like slut- a cheap whore. <laughs> Not to like slut shame anybody, but you yeah. smell like a baby prostitute.
1: <laughs> I finally watched Mean Girls. For those of you that have been on this journey with us,
0: uh, he makes some interesting regar- connections with regards to the disgusting smell of dead bodies. I might have a panic attack in the middle of my segment, <sighs> but it's fine because that shit grosses me out. <laughs> much
1: me too i don't get Ugh. any of this i don't
0: either That's what i'm sorry to-, to
1: anybody that's into it but no, i don't get don't it don't be sorry
0: it's fucking gross yeah <laughs> and it's wrong this is wrong
1: yeah it's besides desecrating a dead par- body like
0: besides you wanting your partner to maybe act like her- they're dead and they're into it too that's fine go for it don't yeah. fuck its head body yeah no it's- that's too much that's wrong I don't care what your belief system is, it's fucking wrong. Anyway, um, <laughs> so he alleges and theorizes that perhaps necrophiliacs enjoy the smell of putrefaction that would repulse the rest of us. So, this was they so do. interesting to me. Because that's so the opposite. Yeah. Like, that's what's so fascinating to me. It's like mm-hmm. the fetal abduction thing where I'm like, but why? Yeah. Tell me why. How can you get past this to get to this? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? How can you get past A to get to B? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, quote, Cummings, Matthews, and Park. I don't know what that means, but it's from 2010. Mm-hmm. By his own citation. <laughs> <laughs> Found that individuals with schizophrenia and bipolar disorder were less likely to correctly identify odors using the UPSIT test.
1: Oh no! Which involves
0: matching an odor to the correct noun from a listed four from a list of four. Yeah. In addition to this inability to identify smells, the team also found that those with schizophrenia and bipolar disorder. Rated smells more positively than the, than the healthy controls.
1: Oh. So,
0: and that's not to shit on people with schizophrenia and yeah, no. bipolar disorder. That's not to say everyone does this. This is just this percentage, this spe- specific wedge on the pie chart. Yeah. In the necrophilia pie chart. Yeah. In the pie chart of necrophilia. <laughs> that's the title of the episode. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to name them all. I'm gonna take your job. Anyway, <laughs> I just hit my head on the window. because um, we're not on the couch. So <laughs> uh, I found that fascinating. Like, so taken together, these find this is still the quote. So taken together, these findings indicate that those with these disorders demonstrate confusion in identifying smells, and that there's a tendency to rate smells as more pleasant. One cannot help but wonder, therefore, if having these disorders either could facilitate or encourage necrophilic encounters. Yeah. Provided the motivation is also present. Yeah. That's where the specific pie chart comes into place. Mm -hmm. As the strong and typically foul smell of a corpse would be less of a barrier, the smells of death could even be perceived as pleasant. This is even more prevalent... Uh, more relevant, sorry. This is even more relevant for those necrophiles who have repeat interactions with the same corpse.
1: <gasps> I would say just one and done on a corpse. As the corpse, corpse
0: of putrefication would be met with higher tolerance. The course of an, of putrefication would be met with higher tolerance. So that's like the person who's still fucking his dead wife. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. Or a dead fiance or, you know, that that that's the wedge that we're in there, <sighs> yeah. which isn't the true necrophile spot um. that we're talking about this time. Um, but it, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. To be honest with you. And it kind of, I know this is wrong. It kind of made me feel like, you know how you're talking about like the smell of vaginas. Yeah. That doesn't repulse me. Does it repulse you? No. And I think men talk about it as repulsive because it's attractive. Yeah. To be honest with you, because they don't want it to be attractive. They don't want it to have control over them. Mm-hmm. They want to fucking go down on us because it smells like soup down there. Yeah. Sexy soup. Huh. And uh, any woman who says that that's not hot is fucking kidding herself.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And like, <laughs> I mean, when they go
0: down on you and then kiss you. It's the sexiest <gasps> thing of all time.
1: Yeah. Mmm, soup. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> to quote Amy Schumer. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so hi, mum. <laughs> mum. But smell is such a sexual thing. Yes. As well, like not ex body spray, but like smell in general is such a sexual thing, and even I don't know. It's just. I mean, when you're in high school and your boyfriend gives it, gives you his sweatshirt and it smells like him. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Or boyfriend, girlfriend, whoever, like, gives you their sweatshirt or their jacket or their t-shirt. It smells like them. You're like, uh, just, you, you can be, you can smell chocolate chip cookies. Yeah. And be instantly transported to some specific memory. You can smell macaroni and cheese. You can smell... I mean, for me, it's a lot of food because I'm a fat person trapped in a a skinny person's body. (laughs) Uh, But you know what I'm saying? You can smell Axe body spray and be transported to sixth grade. Or you know what I'm saying? You just Mm -hmm. smells immediately transport us places. That's why, like, that's what they talk about when you diffuse essential oils. You can really, like, especially I have a whole book on how to um, use them for emotional balance and things like that. And there's things in there that will transport you to really positive memories Yeah, that will help control your depression and control your anxiety and things mm-hmm. like that. Once you've been through therapy, you know how you, you should feel. And yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like once mm-hmm. you've gotten there. Uh, not yeah, that I'm not always, there yet. Right. I'm not
1: afraid to admit that.
0: No, I know. Like <laughs> honestly, I don't think I am either. I need to go back to therapy, but it does help me mm-hmm. because I can't afford it right now. Yeah. Even talk space, like even the most, even the cheapest. Like I just, we need to rebudget and all this yeah. shit. But like, just knowing what you should feel and knowing the things that will trigger you to positivity. Mm-hmm. Your sm- sense of smell is the most attractive. That's why people have bath bombs now. That's why uh-huh. we have all of that shit smell is such an attraction and that's why i can't wrap my head around people who fuck dead people (laughs) because they smell like shit yes literally yeah because you shit yourself when you die oh yeah everything
1: in your body just leaves just
0: releases i have a friend who's a cop he's like i don't like working stabbing cases because when people get stabbed they shit themselves a hundred percent of the time
1: that really makes me sad
0: right but yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, it's mm-hmm. just one of those things where smell takes you there. Yeah. So, smell and the propagation of emotion are par- are partly processed in our. You ready for this word? Yes. Orbitofrontal cor- cortices. Yep. Uh, this <laughs> Is area- that in your brain? Uh huh. Yes. Somewhere. In your brain. Uh huh. O factor. That's what they've simplified it down for yeah this area is also associated with personality characteristics such as impulse control yeah this is so fascinating i'm Uh so excited about it you guys (laughs) like at least i found this yeah as opposed to the other thing i was really looking for Uh uh decision making and was the region discovered to have been lesioned by a railroad rod explosion in the <gasps> case of Phineas Gage? Do you know about Phineas Gage? No. He's the guy who uh, was, like, tamping, which is where we get the word tampon. He was tamping explosives.
1: Oh, no. He was
0: packing explosives into a thing, mm-hmm. and it exploded, and the rod went up through his <gasps> nose ah. and, his, and his prefrontal cortex. Don't plug your ears. Listen it went up through he survived it went up through his head gage was noted to have been a changed person after the incident that, your, Yeah, that your doesn't surprise lobe, me. well your frontal lobe ho- houses your uh it houses your decision making and your personality like all of that shit yeah because we only use like 10 percent of our brain yeah like, let's be real have you heard of the movie lucy I've heard Morgan of the Freeman. Limitless and Lucy, and yes. Yeah, and it de- uh, the whole concept depresses me, which is why I haven't watched it. Yeah. So, um, Same here. <laughs> anyway, uh, so Gage was noted to have a changed personality after the incident and more antisocial than he had been. Mm-hmm. Um, as the orbital frontal cortex can suffer dysfunction or maldevelopment in those antisocial personalities or in those with antisocial personality disorder. Or
1: which, Munchausen's. Which we've
0: talked about before, yes. Yeah. Uh, Conduct disorder, mm-hmm. major depression, and schizophrenia. Those are like the big ones. Yeah. Um, It stands to reason that emotional processing surrounding smells, antisocial behavior, which this is the clinical antisocial which we talked about before which means like manipulative yeah antisocial as in anti people mm-hmm. not i want to stay in my house as in i want to manipulate those around me to be my puppets so that i can have control over society yes that's what that means mm-hmm. um that's what i mean in this context mm-hmm. um and compromised decision making would be evident in the behavior of individuals with these disorders. Taken together, the appeal of necrophilia would seem less outrageous. Yeah. If you put all of those factors together, it would seem less crazy. That's what I found fascinating.
1: Yeah. That, you know, now that you really talk about it and think about it, yeah, that makes 100% sense. Doesn't it?
0: Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I, I just can't. So um, he also talks about how our sense of smell is deeply intertwined with our memories and our mental association of different parts of life. Like what I was saying Mm -hmm. about how you can smell chocolate chip cookies and think of Christmas. Or or if you've been traumatized, you smell chocolate chip cookies and you think of when your dad punched you in the face or whatever and would make chocolate chip cookies to make up for you. I don't know what your situation is, but you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Smells immediately take you back there. What is pleasant for some is not for others and vice versa. Yeah. So I found that insane and so fascinating because I've yeah. never thought about it that way before. And to be honest with you, the smell of a dead body is such a barrier to me to understanding this. Yeah. As a psychosis. So I was like, okay, like, let's get into it. Yeah. So like we can smell something and immediately be wrapped up in a memory, food, perfume, etc., or and this is my writing, by the way. Or when it comes to romance or sex, mm-hmm. there are smells that contribute or repel the feeling of arousal. Body smells, cologne, lube, etc. Yeah. I don't know. I found this really fascinating because, like, how how do you look at a rotting body and think, "I gotta, I gotta get me some of that daddy's home."
1: Yuck!
0: <laughs> like
1: no daddy is is not home daddy is in the grave and you need to leave daddy alone (laughs) daddy needs to be in the grave
0: yeah yep (laughs) i agree uh so but when you identify smells differently Mm -hmm. slash incorrectly or opposite of the vast majority Mm -hmm. of the population of earth
1: yeah um (laughs) of earth
0: of earth (laughs) yes uh, then it makes sense that things repul- that repulse the rest of us would attract you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Also, side note, this is what really disappointed me mm-hmm. when I was researching this.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm ready.
0: There are not any specific diseases that you can get from fucking dead bodies.
1: Oh, but I'm sure there there's are. There's not.
0: There's none. Girl, there's none none that's real sad girl i specifically looked them up because that (laughs) is what i love yeah so any of those stories about a girlfriend finding out that her partner is a necrophiliac by contracting some sort of necro disease is a total fucking lie
1: of course it is
0: like when she goes to the doctor because she's got some fungus on her lip and he's like oh have you been fucking dead bodies and she's like no and then she finds out that her boyfriend has been that's not a real thing. It's all urban legend. None of it's real. Of course it is. None of it's real. Oh, so here's my closer because I just love scatting the shit out of people. <laughs> so I'll end with this final tidbit. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Quote. This is from another source that I can't remember the title of, but it will it, <laughs> it will be on our website. Yeah. Um <laughs> <laughs> one final note about Nick Although most people would intuitively think that someone who has sex with dead bodies or skeletons is crazy you will probably be surprised to learn that most of them aside from the homicidal necrophiles yeah which are the serial killers like Ted Bundy and Dahmer mhm and possibly Gacy yeah which is what the new Joker trailer reminded me of ooh with his yeah, I need to watch that. it was too much but yeah. anyway it made me feel sick but <laughs> i'm still gonna go see it because it looks awesome
1: that and shazam
0: <laughs> and it just so they're not tec- technically insane just like those who steal babies from yeah. mothers who are alive they cut them out they're not insane uh in mm. fact research has found that most necrophiles have normal iqs are able to hold steady jobs and do not meet clinical te- cu- uh, clinical criteria I can't speak <laughs> clinical criteria for psychosis indeed the woman in the swedish case was ruled legally sane mm-hmm. after a psychiatric evaluation thus aside from having extremely unusual sexual interests Necrophiles may lead relatively normal lives in most other regards, Mm -hmm. which means you wouldn't necessarily know a necrophile if you met one. Oh, yuck. (sighs) I'm done.
1: (laughs) Carrie just threw her papers on the ground. (laughs) Proceed. Well, first, we have to take a quick
0: break. We do. I need a break. I need...
1: Oh, my. We've been recording for a while hello 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 carrie is peeing i can't make up a cute song like she did because i can't fucking sing so i don't know i'm really drunk this has been a monologue
0: So so you ready yep you Let's ready go. for some wild rice? Let's go. Okay. Are we ready for wild rice? What'd you say? Wild rides. Wild rice. <laughs> 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 you <said> wild rice. <laughs> I was like, that's what I have for lunch. <laughs>
1: We're it's, both fucked up. It's, it's fine. It was
0: Daily Harvest sweet potato and wild rice hash. <laughs> it was really Yum.
1: Good. That sounds that good. really
0: good. And then I had some pita chips and hummus and some. I
1: almost got some of those to bring. And some, tan-
0: some tangerines. Ew, yum. They were, they were delicious. Yummy. I keep dripping margaritas all over myself. <laughs> Tell me oh, everything. You're going to love this.
1: You're going to love this so much. Okay.
0: I'm so happy right now. <laughs>
1: so I was doing my research. Yes. And I found out. That I might possibly be a necrophile. What? Kaylin! <laughs> Stay with me. No. I'm going to explain
0: it. I promise. No. no. I'm, no. I'm not a true no. necrophile. No. 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 <laughs> no. You broke me. No. <laughs> no. You have
1: to listen. You no. have to hear me out. I don't want to. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm kidding. I'm not an egg. pile. I'm one hundred percent kidding.
0: I've now hit my head on the windowsill seven times.
1: We're gonna have to get a pillow just for you We're just to gonna have tie to on, duct on the tape. Bed. It right <laughs> <Yeah>. there. Uh, <laughs> <I'm> not <in> again, <laughs> Carrie. Um, okay, so right. as I was doing my research, I found an article by Vice that I could not pass up. Um, okay. But I'm I'm not gonna go through the whole thing because i would just be redoing your segment okay um the writer interviewed a necrophile though and talked about how he knew he was one as well as walked through all the classifications of necrophilia in a way that would keep millennials like ourselves very interested Ah. no but you'll see why i said that you you gotta give me a minute to get there
0: how many minutes do you need go
1: how many minutes did you need go okay
0: we took a lot of breaks
1: (laughs) okay so are you are you ready yeah okay so um i came across something that really ruined my childhood (gasps) and if i had to unpack this so do you yep okay so i'm reading this article (laughs)
0: If I had to unpack this, Zodi.
1: Okay,
0: let's do this.
1: (laughs) So, uh, for as long as humans have attempted to codify appropriate social behavior, there's been either explicit prohibitions against necrophilia or at the very least strong taboos against the practice. Mm
0: -hmm. Yet,
1: despite the taboo, necrophilia also played a very important role in the imaginations of these same societies. Um, Take, for instance, the case of Achilles. Who allegedly engaged in necrophilic acts with the Amazonian queen Penthesilea I don't know. That after story. killing her, what? I I hadn't heard it either. No. Yeah. So we've got Achilles. Okay. And then we've got Herod the Great, who allegedly preserved the second of his ten wives in honey and proceeded to have intercourse with her for seven years after her death. <laughs> And if you want to get slightly more if modern any, if
0: anyone needs biblical reference, he is the one who is gonna slaughter all the babies in Bethlehem or whatever to get be, rid of Jesus. Yeah. That's King Herod.
1: Yeah. If you want to get slightly more modern, Sleeping Beauty has some pretty heavy necrophilic overtones. Okay. So reading this, I was like, Okay, yeah. Hadn't thought about it like that, but I guess our literature is full of necrophiles. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's what happened. Yep. So I kept reading.
0: Ugh.
1: It may Ugh. have been the very prevalence of these necrophilic tendencies, whether fantasized or realized, that justified coing codifying explicit laws against necrophilia in the first place. Perhaps okay. necrophilia is more common than we are comfortable acknowledging. After all, sex and death have always been connected, even in language. In French. Are you pe- talking
0: about vampires?
1: Carrie! <laughs> you gotta let me get to it. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, La petite noir, or the little death, has always become synonymous with sexual <laughs> orgasm. Okay, so yeah, you know how all the old horror movies have certain rules. If uh-huh. you had sex, boom, you're dead. <laughs> boom roasted.
0: Uh, boom dead. If you're a woman <laughs> and you had sex, yeah, you dead. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and have you, you, become you ever become a vampire? Yeah. And Gary Oldman takes possession of your soul. <laughs> if you've seen Dracula. Ooh.
1: <laughs> so um, mm-hmm. have have you ever noticed that in health classes, AIDS is the only STD that's talked about in depth? Yep. Why is that? Because you die from it. Cut off your dicks and ignore your vaginas, my friends. (laughs) Sex equals death. Uh. Here is where my childhood was ruined. Oh, my God. No! At the tame end of the spectrum is class one, which includes role players, romantic necrophiles, and necrophilic fantasizers whose sexual deviance usually doesn't involve any of the legal infractions we generally associate with necrophilia. These people are sexually aroused by a living partner pretending to be dead or engaging in sexual role plays involving anything from resurrecting a partner through sex to pretending to be a vampire.
0: Do you want to pretend to be a vampire? Is that where your like, childhood was rude? I don't understand. No. No. Resurrecting a partner through sex? I'm confused. No. <laughs> I don't get it. Uh, sorry. And
1: there was supposed to be a pause there. Oh, I'm sorry. For I don't that. Get it. I don't,
0: what? Twilight. Oh, Bella Swan
1: what? is a fucking necrophile.
0: Oh, because he's dead? Yeah. But he's so hot.
1: Mm hmm. Um, okay, so. Bella Swan is a fucking necrophile, or is it <laughs> Stephanie Meyer? I mean, she's already been called a racist Mormon. Why not add necrophile to that list? A
0: racist Mormon? Mm
1: hmm.
0: Why? Who says that?
1: A lot of people that are like into Twilight now because, Why? well, one, the Quilliets are not cool with her using their legends in her stories.
0: Oh no! Yeah, I didn't know that wasn't like, she something that was permission like permission given. Yeah, is are, she are like they real?
1: Yeah, the Quillians are a real tribe.
0: Well, I get that, but is yeah. the wolf thing like real?
1: I don't know that that's a real story. I, I mean, I don't know. It's probably one of their stories that they had that she really <sighs> liked and wanted to use. But when she asked, they said no, and she did it anyway. <sighs> yeah.
0: Oh dear.
1: And the way Honey, that she, yeah, the way be white that way, yeah, and the way that she portrayed Jacob was really, really bad because, I mean, he became, he became a fucking sexual predator. Not really. Listen to my explanation on okay. it though. Okay. You, you go first.
0: No, it's fine. I'll defend, I'll defend him because I, I, I understand the mythology. Yes. Of it. Mm-hmm. I get that it's gross. Like, he's, quote, in love with a baby. Oh, no, that's not what I'm talking about.
1: That's not what I'm talking talking about about? at all. I'm talking about the fact that he kissed Bella without her permission. That he kept fucking stalking her when she was, like, No, i'm with edward now like yeah
0: that's fair that's all the shit that made me annoyed with him in the first place and Mm -hmm. i hated that i was annoyed with him because i liked him yeah like as a person
1: he was a great person before she made him become a werewolf and that's where people are calling her racist but they're also calling her racist because like of course she made the indigenous people wolves and she made the white people vampires. And the only black vampire was made to be a bad guy. And, like, that's why people he are was, not cool. was, but he wasn't. Yeah. Like, it, it, there's so much to it. And I'm, I'm just.
0: There's a lot of layers. It's yeah. not black and white. It, it's it it's really not. Isn't. I was just, it, I was making a joke. No, no, I gotcha. I gotcha. <laughs> yeah. it, I do get that. I, yeah. I can see that from that perspective. Um. um okay, so let's backtrack a little. Yeah, you to you you just deliver your content girl i'll get there okay <laughs> i'll get there with you i'm too wrapped up it's
1: fine I'm sorry. i should have known better it's it's I'm fine so sorry. um i love twilight i've loved it and i've loved it hard since 2008 yep um i watch this fucking movie every day at work and every night to go to sleep um I've watched it so often at work that customers have started asking me if it's just a Twilight Marathon now at family video.
0: That's how how it was when I watched Brave. Yeah. People come in and be like, is something happening with this movie? I'm like, no, it makes me feel inspired in my life. And that's why I'm playing it. Yeah. (laughs) Because I love Brave, because Scotland, anyway.
1: That was such a good movie. And
0: Moms. Anyway.
1: (laughs) So, um, I have five fucking copies of the first movie. Yes. And I told my girlfriend about that this week. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I, she deserves to know a little bit of my crazy. <laughs>
0: and um, I'm that so was- excited. <laughs> Tell me what said. she said. We we heard- just so everyone knows. Kay's girlfriend is one of my best friends of all time, so I'm, like, invested in this relationship. Tell me what she said. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. Let
1: me pull it up real quick.
0: Does she give her consent for you to share this?
1: Yeah, she's fine with it. okay. Um... (laughs) I she's it. like are you gonna talk about this on the podcast and i was like yeah
0: oh, okay <laughs> yeah probably <laughs> love um, you bye
1: <laughs> i'm probably not gonna say exactly what she said though just just to, paraphrase yeah. yeah and i'm mainly gonna say what i said but <laughs> she was like wait you have five copies of twilight like okay let me explain (laughs) she's like okay i might still be judging but i'm listening i'm
0: still judging yes oh my god sounds just like her
1: (laughs) and so here is my explanation so um here is my explanation for the amount of copies that i have of twilight Mm -hmm. uh one was my first copy which was the collector's edition dvd me too
0: um (laughs) target Um, yeah
1: uh it's dvd but i had to keep it for the nostalgia obviously Mm -hmm. Yep. I bought another DVD copy for like $2, but only because it had a neat cover and also had actual nice printed pictures from the film. Mm -hmm. And of course, a backup DVD in case the situation arises that something happens to my first DVD. Um, (laughs) Then I found the Blu-ray edition (laughs) and it was $2 and it was unopened. It was brand new. Holy grail. I had to get it. (laughs) $2? Yeah. $2.
0: Where? FYE fuck you what
1: yeah i got it a long time ago it was like
0: god yeah that's amazing yeah
1: and it was the first movie yeah it was completely unopened and i was like that's mine now
0: (laughs) yeah i don't blame you yeah and then
1: um so a few months ago i'm in walmart and i come across the first three editions on dvd that were extended and they had a digital copy so i was like i'm
0: so with you there's so many things (laughs) <laughs> so, of yeah. so it was
1: like mine now <laughs> and um um then after we both had a good laugh about how crazy i am she was like i hope you don't expect our relationship to be like that and i was like no like there are so many issues with it they fell in love too fast and it's so just you, it's really bad she and are the same yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: when it comes to that
1: yeah, uh, she was very happy to hear that and then I read this fucking article <laughs> yeah. um, and then I read this fucking article and made that connection and of course told my girlfriend about it because she was just as excited about this yeah. as I was yeah. and then I, I made this horrible horrible connection and I just told her how obsessed I was with Twilight the day before oh no the day before and, and now she's probably thinking oh my god my girlfriend's a necrophile no oh. <laughs> So I have to take the bus and make it to a one eighty because I don't want to have sex with a corpse and I don't want to get off that vibe.
0: Oh my god! You're making me hit my microphone. Oh my god!
1: I'm glad that joke worked.
0: I can't
1: breathe. Alrighty, so.
0: Uh,
1: um yeah she's she's coming down in april and i need to not give off the vibe that i want to have sex with a dead body
0: uh
1: so i kept digging into our media and literature and i found one more thing i wanted to share before um i get into my real story okay and that is hysterical literature so, want to venture a <laughs> guess as to what hysterical literature is.
0: I don't want to, because I don't think I have a good guess at all. Like, I don't think <laughs> Well, think, think of great. the
1: movie Hysteria.
0: I mean, like, that movie's about housewives who, like, her their husbands weren't fucking, so they would be pissed and crazy because yeah. they weren't getting any. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then The Vibrator was born. That's yeah. what the movie's called. Yeah. <laughs> the premise of the movie. Like, I mean...
1: <laughs> All right. So, um, okay. We're, we're going to move on. Because yep. I, I, I think you're going to get too mad for me to be able to tell you what it really is. So...
0: Yeah. Tell me. Please.
1: This is a 12-part project right now. I think they're making more, but I'm not sure. Um, so, these ladies read as they are brought to orgasm under a table. Like, they're reading... From a book that they've selected, and like there's a vibrator on their vagina as they're reading, and they have to be able to read and not orgasm. I mean,
0: it wouldn't take me much, very long.
1: The first episode is like seven minutes, not even seven minutes,
0: and That's it's so long.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, the first video is on necrophilia. That's what this podcast is for. Right? I, mean, I don't
0: get it. I don't- <laughs> Okay. All right. Uh open my soul. Okay. Let's go.
1: Okay. So um Put it on me. Okay. So the first one is done by an adult performer, aerialist, and writer named Stoya. She's super smart, super pretty, and her session isn't even seven minutes long. So if you even just have ten minutes, I would recommend watching it, not at work. Um <laughs> <laughs>
0: <NSFW? laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, so here's the segment from her essay about the experience. Uh right, go into the drive. <laughs> there is a file called episode Eleven picks Carrie, don't look till I tell you to, <laughs> and um there oh, yeah. is a picture entitled Stoya. <laughs> I'm gonna but, go ahead yeah. and read you part of her essay. Well
0: yeah go ahead, but um um,
1: and then you'll be able to look at her um she's she's really pretty. So, um, I've chosen a section of superverts, necrophilia variations. Okay. I'm fascinated by supervert and their or his body of work. I Wait, went,
0: what's a supervert?
1: It's the name of the guy who wrote this book.
0: Oh, okay. That sounds like introvert, extrovert.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's just I his, his it name. it like a classification of human.
0: Oh. Sorry. No, okay. it's fine. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I'm super pre- pretentious and douchey. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh okay um i went Love with the- me
0: for who i am
1: <laughs> i do i promise um I so. all right i went with the necrophilia themed volume because i'm currently in in an oddly Non-morbid obsession with something triangulated by the way an orgasm affects brain chemistry, the reasons behind the French nickname of La Petite More, and why my mind goes completely blank when I'm at the height of a sexual experience. There's something in there, death and sex, maybe change or growth, and I've been focused on it since shortly before I posted Touch. And I assume that's something that she posted on Tumblr because I tried to click on that link and it went to Tumblr. Now Tumblr's got this porn ban and, like, now I can't find it.
0: Oh, I, should, um, I see what you're saying. Get so,
1: yeah. So, uh, sometimes I can brush this concept with my fingertips, but I can't grab hold and inspect it yet. The only way to understand is to wallow in anything that might hold a clue until it all clicks together or I am distracted by something shiny, but it would have to be really shiny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Too long, didn't read. That's the book that felt right and
0: she's a really good writer yeah holy shit yeah okay i'm in
1: no oh. wait, wait okay so you go to episode 11 picks.
0: no i got it and I'm there which one
1: Stoya. so this picture is like pictures of her and her orgasm
0: she's yeah. so pretty right
1: isn't she adorable She's gorgeous yeah and like she was she was approached after this convention that she did because like all these, she's super smart and like okay, so you ready to hear about an actual female necrophile? Oh my god! Because <laughs> I'm really excited. What? Yes,
0: I got okay. most. I usually think of dudes fucking women's corpses. Mm-hmm. I think everyone usually does, mm-hmm. right?
1: Right? yeah that's what i thought of and like i was looking i was looking at Dahmer, i was looking at um ted bundy and i was like they don't fit and this woman fucking fits
0: yeah those they're all homicidal mm-hmm. this is just pure attraction to a corpse yeah and it's a woman yeah oh my god uh-huh. okay okay
1: So, um, I got most of this information from an article that was posted on Cult Nation, as well as the Wikipedia page that had shockingly little information. Um, (laughs) So, (laughs) it's because she's a woman. (laughs) Fucking patriarchy. Right. Um, (laughs) So, uh, Karen Greenlee, she was born in 1956. They don't have the actual birthday for her, Mm -hmm. Um, is a criminal who was convicted of stealing a hearse and having sex with the corpse it contained. Ugh! Uh uh-huh
0: she stole the car and then fucked the court yes oh my god that's hilarious (laughs) (laughs) it's so fucked up
1: it is it's about to get so much worse
0: Grand theft auto and sexual assault of a corpse. Yes. <laughs> that are, those are your charges, ma'am.
1: Grand theft auto necrophilia. That's the new big name
0: <laughs> <laughs> So this is like a deep dive into the 8%. Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness.
1: <laughs> it is so great. This is the funniest thing I've ever read in my life. I can't wait. All right. Um, My
0: butt is so numb.
1: (laughs) Uh, We won't be here for too much longer. I promise. Um, (laughs) She is considered as the best known modern practitioner of necrophilia, and her case was the subject of much research due to her gender, because nine out of Of ten necrophiles are men. Yeah. And necrophilia is obviously the new feminism.
0: (laughs) Sitting, standing, sitting's the new smoking. Uh Yeah. As I learned at my office job recently. Sit on that uh exercise ball. Ah. Like Dwight from the office. <laughs> How much was that? Oh, it's like five bucks. <laughs> yes.
1: Yep. Yeah. Okay, so um <laughs> real life. Um, okay, so uh Due to her gender, as well as because of the highly detailed interviews she gave about her extensive practice of necrophilia and the anthology book Apocalypse Culture, which I really want to read.
0: Apocalypse Culture?
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So uh, Greenlee worked as an apprentice embalmer at the Memorial Lawn Mortuary in Sacramento, California.
0: Of course she did. Mm hmm. Mm
1: hmm. On December uh-huh. 17th. <laughs> 1979 the
0: smell of formaldehyde just gets me going
1: it does get her going i i, I have her interview
0: Oh my god! I'm so excited. Yes,
1: <laughs> I promise I'm getting to it. I'm just I'm gonna read you I the. I keep hitting
0: my microphone. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's fine.
1: Um, okay, so on December 17th, 1979, she stole the 1975 Cadillac hearse she was driving to a funeral, along yeah. with the body of a 33-year-old <laughs> man who had died a week before. It was yeah. carrying. Oh my god. <laughs> Grand Theft Auto Necrophilia <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. you. Oh God. Um <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs>
0: Dead guys get boners. Sorry.
1: <laughs> according to Lynn's I'm So sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Um according to Lynn's stop. Sockwitsch? That's German. Uh Uh, Who directed the movie based on Greenlee's story. She was driving the hearse to the funeral as intended until she saw the departed's family, then did a big donut and took off. (laughs) She was found days later near Allegheny in Sierra County.
0: Oh my God! Days! (laughs) She was driving the hearse with her lover's corpse. <laughs> In the back, saw his family and said nope. And yeah. then turned around, did a hard nope, turned around. <laughs>
1: did a fucking donut. Yes. So she did a donut first and then drove off. And
0: then peaced out and said, Nope,
1: not today, y'all.
0: And then fucked his corpse. Yeah. For days.
1: Yeah. For days. Days.
0: Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, Okay, so according to Dr. Robert Rochelow, the physician who pumped Greenlee's stomach, she was extremely depressed and had attempted to commit suicide by overdosing on about 20 pills of Tylenol and codeine, but survived. Uh, She was found with a four and a
0: half page... she couldn't deal with the taboo of fucking a dead man Mm -hmm. at his own funeral? Yeah. You should. (laughs) Sorry, babe.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she was found with a four and a half page long written confession where she admitted having sex with 20 to 40 other bodies of young men calling it an addiction
0: i'm sorry what
1: yeah 20 to 40 that's a
0: lot of dead dudes yeah for uh what 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 how do they even? Cause they're not like like their heart's not pumping. We're getting like, into it. Where where does the boner like where does it come from?
1: They don't. That's what? that's what? not what she gets huh? off on. <gasps> I promise you, she goes in depth mm. into the interview. So I will get to it. I promise.
0: Oh my god.
1: Um. What?
0: What? <laughs> what? what? You got to give what? me a minute
1: to get there. We
0: don't have a. <laughs> for me to like fetal position right now
1: um oh Oh fuck okay so the letter was filled with remorse over her sexual desires why do i do it why why fear of love relationships no romance ever hurt like this it's the pits i'm a morgrat this is (laughs) yeah
0: hashtag it's the pits merch yes <laughs> oh my god oh my god i want that on a shirt so bad hashtag it's the pits hashtag it's the pits hashtag
1: <laughs> i'm a morgrat. <laughs> hashtag this is my rat hole perhaps my grave <laughs> yes. um oh god are you ready for what she was sentenced with <laughs> Oh god, this story goes in so many oh, wild rides. Oh, <laughs> Um, okay. So I because we the
0: center of the
1: room. <laughs> yeah, I think we should. <laughs> um, so because necrophilia was not illegal in California at the it's time.
0: probably still not. This is at the time it could it's be It's not illegal in this state.
1: Oh, Either, no. I don't think. Oh no.
0: I was going to include that in my segment, but uh, there's quite a few states where it's not a felony. It's a misdemeanor or just not a thing. That's not surprising. Like, not even defiling a corpse. Not a thing. Um, Which is crazy when you think about, like, the puritanical nature of our country in general. You would think it would be something well i think it's because
1: of that because we don't fucking talk about things like this and we can't all get on the same page of what is acceptable and what's not acceptable that's true that's why rape is acceptable or was acceptable even in marriage Mm -hmm. up until 1995 that's why
0: it's not punished as harshly as it should be that's why That's why some dude can do it who's white and get two years Mm -hmm. and serve 18 months or whatever the fuck serve three months he or got seven years and serve a day. Like, yeah, Jesus. Like, yeah. Oh well, he was a really good prisoner. Fuck off. Anyway. Yeah. Sorry, I totally derailed. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah.
1: Uh. Okay. So Greenlee I have
0: like a lot of feminist rage. <laughs>
1: um. Okay. So uh, Greenlee That's was. <laughs> <great>. It's fine. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's okay. We all do. Um. Okay. Greenlee was only accused of stealing the hearse and interfering with the funeral, for which she pleaded guilty and was sentenced to pay a $255 fine and spent 11 days in jail.
0: I'm so sorry. Interfering with the funeral is on her record. (laughs) Yes.
1: (laughs) Because you did a fucking donut in the middle of the road with the hearse.
0: <laughs> no she didn't just do a donut <laughs> She did a donut and fucked the corpse <laughs> For Inter- days And interfering with a funeral
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh god
0: <laughs> oh. oh shit That's the funniest sentence of all time Not sentence but charge Oh fuck Oh, oh. my god you ma'am are officially charged <laughs> with interfering with a funeral interfering with a funeral <laughs> and doing a donut in the middle of funeral position <laughs> how do you plead guilty <laughs> not guilty your honor <laughs> um,
1: oh god okay so she spent 11 days in jail okay Um wow, that's
0: not long at all yeah No. Oh, my God.
1: After her release, her bro- her probation included mandatory therapy, which she says helped her make peace with
0: herself. And then she went back to work at the mortuary. where <laughs> so she continued her addiction.
1: She probably did not fucking do that because oh, she kind of got ruined. Oh, um, no. So. Because she's a woman. Yeah. I mean, let's be real. If it had been a man and she talks about that. She talks about that in her interview, too. Really? Yeah. Um, her interview is really interesting and we're, we're getting to that. We're almost done. Okay. Um, so Greenlee and Memorial Lawn Mortuary were sued for $1 million by Marianne Gonzalez, mother of victim John L. Mercury.
0: The guy she fucked? Mm-hmm. The guy's body. Yeah. I should say. Yeah. That she fucked. Yeah. Her- <laughs> Cause he wasn't there.
1: Yeah, no. Her. To give
0: his consent. Yeah. <laughs> he was gone. He yeah. had passed. Yeah. He was dead. <laughs>
1: <laughs> his the- mom sued them. Oh, uh, rightly so? Yeah.
0: I hope his well, mom soothed it. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah, my God. this is where it kind of gets murky. Um, uh, so, uh, at the Superior Court hearing, the defense psychiatrist, Dr. Thompson, said he did not think the event had much of a lasting impact on the victim's mother. I mean,
0: didn't have an ev- a lasting impact on him. Yeah, no. She's still alive. Yeah. And she knows this bitch fucked her dead son. <laughs>
1: Okay, so, um, said he did not think the event had much of a lasting impact on the victim's mother, who he says had a history of alcoholism and depression.
0: That and doesn't mean it didn't affect her. Yeah, I know. As someone who loves alcohol and has depression, I'm not an alcoholic, which is really hard to say yeah. right now while I'm drunk, but... <laughs> I'm just saying that doesn't mean we don't feel things.
1: Shit. Yeah, I know that's that's one of the problems I had with this because I'm like, but that's her son. That his body I would be just upset got.
0: If someone fucked my dead dog's corpse. Yeah, and he's not actually my son, but I th- he is my son.
1: Yeah, um, there are so many names that I don't really know how to say. Okay, um, Richard A. Kapuchinsky,
0: Yep. Yeah, done. It's German. Uh, German or Polish, yeah. one of the two. Done. Yeah, a fellow. Peace. Yeah. Uh, hashtag American. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag long. Hashtag.
1: <laughs> um, a fellow embalmer and <laughs> former colleague of Greenlee testified to the jury that there was no reason to suspect uh, that she would commit such a crime, describing her as a quiet and competent embalmer. Uh, the lawsuit was eventually quiet and competent. Yeah.
0: You can't see me, but I'm making hands signals. <laughs> yes. That implies jerking off a corpse. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> uh,
1: the lawsuit was eventually settled for $117,000 in general and punitive damages. So, that's a lot of money. Yeah. Or am I just poor? No, that's a lot of money to me, but I'm also poor. That's a lot of money.
0: Yeah. Shit.
1: That would solve a lot of my problems.
0: Me too. wish I had $117. Shit. Yeah. $170,000. Yeah. 117000
1: There's so much I would do with that money.
0: Yes. Especially back then. Um, yeah. Yeah. When was this again? 80s? That 79? was in
1: 79.
0: Oh, fuck. Yeah. You could probably buy, like, Kevin McAllister's house. Yeah. With that money. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: okay, so five years later in 1987,
0: <laughs> hashtag goals <Continue. laughs>
1: Five years later in 1987, Greenlee gave a detailed and very frank interview entitled "The Unrepentant Necrophile about her necrophiliac interest to Jim Morton for his book "Apocalyptic Culture, published by Feral House. She described her preference for younger men, what sexual acts she would perform with their bodies, as well as her attraction for the smells of blood and death. She, there it is, right
0: there. Yep. What I was talking about.
1: Uh huh. She talks about that in depth in this interview. Um, she described herself as a morgue rat and considered necrophilia an addiction.
0: Nope.
1: Uh, she later, yeah. <laughs> she later reportedly regretted the interview, changed her identity, and moved to another city. And she
0: did re- regret that. Yeah. Because it's it's a lot.
1: Now you're gonna go back to the drive. And there's I
0: don't go back to the
1: <laughs> yes, you do. it's fine, <laughs> okay, so there's another picture I want you to look at before we go, Karen. so uh Karen Greenlee drawing so this is a drawing she did of
0: a skeleton with a giant wig, a giant giant rapunzel wig
1: that's death that's like a uh-huh. that's not a wig a that's yeah, that's a cloak, so this is like her. <laughs> Representation of necrophilia. It's bad. No, it looks like a Rapunzel wig
0: on a skeleton. I'm sorry. And then there's like a lady going, ah, like, in Death's arms. I hope you didn't have a nice, like, no, of this, no, I didn't. Because did I not. just fucking shit all over it. Like, this lady is just in Death's arms who has a Rapunzel wig. And this lady's just like, ah, like with her hand in, like, the fainting gesture just like oh <laughs> death is so sexy like <laughs> that's what that looks like
1: those were all over her house
0: there's also a hobbit door in the background yes <laughs> <laughs>
1: she did like hundreds of those Why? and hung them up in her apartment
0: oh it sounds like that one lady was obsessed with aliens <laughs> oh uh, i don't want to look at that anymore it's just so okay sad. well then i have she something. Was a- she was a really good artist but yeah that wasn't great <laughs> yeah
1: um okay so now you're gonna go to the like uh, google docs document that says for carrie don't look till i'll tell you <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um what? Okay, so the ones that are highlighted are th- are the ones that I'm going to go over at the end because I think that they're like more I think that those like really go with our podcast very well. Okay. But I'm going to let you pick a few of the ones that aren't highlighted and I'll go over those with you. Which one do you want to know about the most? How does she do it? How does she do it is how that the she, one you want to know? How does she do it? Okay. Um, of course, with all the AIDS.
0: <laughs> um,
1: okay. This <laughs> doesn't come from Dead body. <laughs> um, <laughs> Okay, so the question I'm most often asked is, how does she do it? Her response. Yes, that's the question. People ask questions like There's that. so many more. Yeah. Even people who seem pretty cool seem to have open minds. Then when you tell them, they say, that's very interesting. Then don't want to have much to do with me. <laughs> I don't blame them. No, <laughs> I don't mind telling people how I do it. It doesn't matter to me. But anyone adept sexually shouldn't have to ask. People have this misconception I'm that sorry,
0: what? I, let me finish.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, anyone adept sexually shouldn't have to ask how I fuck a fucking corpse.
1: <laughs> yeah, she can go
0: fuck herself.
1: Yeah, she's she's I'm the adept worst
0: sexually. <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> um people have this misconception that there has to be penetration for sexual gratification which is bull the most sensitive part of a woman is the front area anyway and that is what needs to be stimulated besides there are different aspects of sexual expression touchy-feely 69 he can't
0: touch you no 69 you <laughs> are you blowing a corpse no one is blowing you. Yes, there's lots of different kinds of sex. But that involves the person being alive. Because <laughs> they have to do it to you. Yep.
1: Ah! Um. Oh, yeah, my God. She says, <laughs> even holding hands.
0: No! <laughs> They're not holding your hand. They're not alive. <laughs> This interview is so awful. I can't do it. She sucks. I don't like her.
1: No, it's fine. I don't like her either. I just I think this is funny. Honestly, is there another one you found that you want to know?
0: Nope. (laughs) No. There's just a lot of really funny ones. I'm sorry.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm gonna go over the ones that I've highlighted. Uh
0: huh. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Yep.
1: yep, (laughs) Okay. Yep. Because I thought she sucks. Yeah. I don't like her. Um,
0: 69ing a dead corpse. You can't 69 a corpse. No, you can't. Because it's just sixing. Yeah. There's no nineing ing
1: oh, 69
0: God. employs, mutu- it involves mutual giving of people. Yeah, I no. <laughs> There's no mutual. He's dead.
1: Yeah. Honey. Um. Okay, so back during the trial, from what I read in the newspapers, it seemed like you She's- got very little support. Um... So, no, none whatsoever. The newspapers were the worst. To this day, I hate reporters. One of them even compared me to Richard Trenton Chase, the vampire killer. Yeah. 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 Because, yeah. (laughs) What support there was was, like, family obligations. One of my brothers refused to have anything to do with me. He said, I just want to remember her as she was. He came up to me later and apologized, but he still isn't comfortable around me. My, My my other brother was more supportive but even had to ask how'd you do it
0: no one's comfortable honey yeah uh
1: before the trial i had a boyfriend who found out about it he got mad and slapped me around he said i wasn't even a woman and i could go fuck my dead bodies i was surprised he knew apparently a lot of people knew and i don't know how they knew what yeah i don't know it was weird
0: (laughs) she might be crazy yeah well i mean like call me crazy yeah, but I think she's not in her right mind, and she might be kind of paranoid. <laughs> yeah,
1: um, <laughs> I just, like say that. <laughs> there's a part of the smell of death, and I don't know if you're gonna be able to handle it, so I might skip over oh. that. Uh, not
0: do it. Do it. Are you sure? Do it. Okay, because this kind of comes know. up. Okay, this kind of comes know. up, in
1: Stoya's reading that I she don't, does. I
0: want to oh. um. I okay. might vomit, but it's fine. <laughs> sure,
1: I find the odor of death very erotic. There are death odors and there are death odors. Um,
0: oh, God. Oh,
1: and now God. you get your body that's been floating in the bay for two weeks or a no! burn victim.
0: No. No. <laughs> Keep going.
1: <laughs> that doesn't attract me much. But I, freshly I read
0: this quote! <laughs> I read this quote! You did? In my. Yeah.
1: But a freshly embalmed corpse is something else. Yep.
0: That was 100% in there and I cut it out, you bitch. (laughs) Oh,
1: my God. Do you want to hear the rest of that?
0: No, I don't. Are you sure? No, I do. I want to hear it. Okay.
1: Uh, There is also this attraction to blood. When you're on top of a body, it tends to purge out of its mouth while you're making passionate love. You'd have to be there,
0: I guess. (laughs) It's not an inside joke. (laughs) Nope. It's not an inside joke. It's not a you had to be there situation. Nope. It's not a geography joke. No. (laughs) No. You had to be in there and be a part of my pie graph (laughs) to understand. (laughs) 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 Mm -hmm.
1: So um, apparently in the trial, um, another funeral director um, testified on behalf of funeral practices and said that it's almost that necrophilia is almost unheard of in this procession. Profession,
0: you know they used to let men fuck their wives if they di- if they died, yeah, like after they got married, yeah, so it's not really like unheard of, but no.
1: uh but it's he said that it was unheard of in the profession, and the no, it's not. yeah, the interview interviewer said that's a major lie, <laughs> and,
0: he's full of shit. yeah <laughs> and,
1: and the that's girl
0: the pie chart, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and Greenlee was like, yes, definitely. Necrophilia is more prevalent than most people you know, imagine.
0: You know, I wonder. I had a friend who's going to be a mortician, and mm-hmm. I wonder if she quit that major and went into a different kind of area of medical shit mm-hmm. that's still dark. I wonder if she went into a different area because the people there were fucking dead people.
1: Probably. Because this girl, like, apparently came up on this other guy that she worked with that was masturbating to a dead body and like he was pulling his pants up and she came in and she's like, I won't tell if you don't. Yeah, it was real weird. I mean... Um, so necrophilia is more prevalent than most people imagine. Funeral homes just don't report it. There was one place that I broke into and I know that they knew something was wrong. They actually... She broke into She did this all the time.
0: She's crazy. I'm sorry. Yeah, she...
1: No, she said they actually caught me in the act and let me get away. And then
0: sixty ing a dead man.
1: Well, dad or fucking it, I don't know.
0: Oh no, <laughs> I can't. Um.
1: All right, so I'm on the last one, and this one I thought was really important to talk about with our podcast. And I'm not, I'm not at all saying that this is acceptable behavior. Uh huh. But. People get alienated for the stuff that they like or the stuff that they do. And I'm going to read this and I'm going to give you like an insight into her Don't mind. And then we're so
0: bad for. Um. Oh, okay. Okay.
1: No, No. I'm 100% with you. Necrophilia is wrong. Okay. But I'm, I'm saying <laughs> what I'm saying is okay i'm gonna read this and then yep, i'll then just i'll explain okay so it must it be frustrating <laughs> it must be frustrating when people say we have to cure you or you've got to be more like us she said it is for a while i found myself thinking yeah this isn't normal why can't i be like other people why doesn't the same pair of shoes that fit me just right doesn't
0: apply to you <laughs> i know
1: <laughs> i know <laughs> no it does not um I went through all that personal hell, and finally, I accepted myself and realized that's just me. That's my nature, and I might as well enjoy it. Nope. No. No. Nope. <laughs> um, I'm a kink. Shame you. <laughs> no. <laughs> um. I promise this is it, and that Ooh, I'm you're done. Dead.
0: I'm loving every minute. <laughs> I'm just I'm um, having a hard time. <laughs>
1: Um, I'm miserable when I try to be something I'm not. And two, a lot of these people who are putting me down have hangups worse than I have. I doubt that. Or they do things that might be considered questionable by their peers. I had a gay friend who, when he found out I was a necrophile, said, you can go to hell for that. Yeah! Yeah, you can.
0: Because <laughs> being gay is not the same as being a fucking necrophile. Yeah. You horrendous crazy person. <laughs> Oh! Mm. After 1979,
1: when I was put on probation, part of the probation requirement was that I seek therapy. I yes, a, yeah, you should. <laughs> I had a really nice social worker. Oh, <laughs> she was cool, very non-judgmental. The more I talked to these people, the more I realized necrophilia makes sense for me.
0: That means she put on a good face while she listened to you be crazy.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, the reason I was having a problem with it was because I couldn't accept myself. I was still trying to live my life by other people's standards. To accept it was peace. These people who are always trying to change me only helped me get myself more in touch with my feelings. I used to go from the therapist's office to the funeral home. It didn't work, folks.
0: Okay, okay. I can't listen to this person (laughs) talk anymore.
1: Well, good for you because you don't have to.
0: Good, because fuck her. That's not the fucking same
1: but I thought it was really important to share that because that's a really important thing to realize within yourself for things that are not horrific like this because like it's, it's important to make, I
0: mean, let's classify like, like being
1: comfortable with your body or being comfortable with your.
0: Okay. Yeah. Like not like being attracted to like Swiss cheese. No. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Or like children. Yeah. Or like your sister. Or you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like
1: Okay. It she is she is insane. Yeah. I will give you that. She's crazy. She she is. She's fucking dead bodies, That's wrong. But what I am saying is it's really important to if a fucking necrophile can be okay with herself,
0: oh, you can be I okay see.
1: with yourself I in the body what you're that you're in, as you are saying. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yep. I see what you're saying.
1: Do you get it now? <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: We had to have fun with this episode Carrie, <laughs> or else it was going to be really dark. <laughs> She's awful. I she hate is her awful. So much. She is awful.
0: She's changing body positivity into something <laughs> awful. <laughs> yeah. Oh Jesus Christ! Okay, let's do it. Let's do a game. All right. So we got a new game. Where is it? Okay. So it's called "If You Had to," because "Would You Rather" was taken. <laughs> or would you ever? Or whatever. Yeah. It's fucking called "I'm Too Drunk." Anyway. <laughs> so it's called "If You Had to." So, are you ready? Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. Okay. Are you so excited? Yes. Okay. So, if you had to, would you. Oh, no. Ride an anteater while you and the anteater are on meth?
1: Oh.
0: Or dig a hole to the Earth's upper mantle 21 miles, minus 21 miles into the Earth? For me, it's ride the anteater while you're on meth. I'd 100% do that. <laughs> I do not want to go underground. <laughs> I'd rather do just about anything to go <laughs> underground or go to space. So that's me. I'm a hundred percent on that side.
1: <laughs> I'm okay with going underground. I would go underground.
0: Oh if anyone understands, I would never do math. Yeah. Ever. Ever, 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 ever. <laughs> <laughs> never ever. But that's what I would take over going underground. Yeah, I
1: I'm Wait. not cool with going into space. I can't do space. But I'm, or I'm submarines. A, ooh, yeah, no. Huh. But I'm okay with going underground because I'm still like in the earth and I feel safer.
0: Hard pass. That's interesting. <laughs> anyway, so thank you guys for listening. <laughs>
1: yes, thank you.
0: Thanks for putting up with all of our crazy. <laughs> Hope this has been an informative episode for all of you. Yeah.
1: And uh, let me make it clear, I'm not a fucking necrophile. <laughs> no I just had to that. laugh. No one thinks that.
0: No one thinks that. So crazy. So anyway, but uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, We've got some really awesome content coming your way super soon. We're going to start doing some really cool, uh, like, weird news Hmm? things, and we're going to start doing some uh, listener episodes. If you have some amazing stories, definitely send them our way. Any kind of topic that we've covered, be it, um, like, a conversation you've had with someone to do with something political that we've covered be it a true crime case that you know of, that you were connected with somehow, just definitely send it to uh, talkcrooked at gmail.com. And um, you know what? More than anything, we really just want you to remember something. And that's...
1: You are not a monster.
0: Bye. Bye. Hey, guys. Thank you for listening to Talk Crooked. Check out our Tumblr blog, at Talk Crooked, for sources and photos. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, at Talk Crooked. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and SoundCloud. Please rate, review, and subscribe. We are currently a self-funded podcast, so if you would like to donate and receive a shout-out on air, please visit us at patreon.com slash talkcrooked.
1: Eventually, we will start doing listener episodes. If you have your personal stories related to our previous episodes, email us at talkcrooked at gmail.com. For business inquiries or sponsorships, email us at kerryandkbusiness at gmail.com. Okay, bye.